How have you been, Neil? How's your how's your week or so been? Oh, you know, it was good. Except we had some sad news that the cat passed away, which was sad. Oh, all of a sudden the cat oh, died. No. Yeah, in a sad way, in a dramatic way. It's oh, quite shit. dramatic because he, he he wasn't ready for his food this mor- in the morning, and I went out to look for him, and he was. He came out of the hedge and he was really poorly and his tongue looked like it had swollen up a bit. So I picked him up and brought him in and uh, he was really struggling to breathe and um, quickly rung the vet and said, look, my cat's sick, real sick. Like, can I bring him? And they said, yeah, yeah, bring him up. So I put, I tried to put him in the basket, you know, to cat the carry case. And so I brought him into the kitchen and put him on the table quickly while um, I just put my shoes on and he burst out of that. He obviously didn't want to be in there and he threw himself onto the floor and then dragged himself into the pantry and just passed away. Was it through not being able to breathe? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I think there's obviously something badly wrong with him. But was it a bee's thing or something? Yeah, it could have been. I don't know. Don't know what it was. But um, he, he had wow. a stroke about three months ago, four months ago, and they didn't think he'd make it through that. So I don't think his health was the best. But yeah, it was sad. It was oh, very I'm sad. Sorry, sad to lose pets, isn't it? You know, they are part of our families, aren't they? And um, yeah, I missed the little guy. Oh, that sucks, man. So that was sad. But other than that, yeah, it was a good week, but it was a bad week in that regard. Yes. Shit, man. Well, yeah, sorry you had to see that as well. Oh, it's awful, isn't it? The worst thing is you kind of remember the bad, the the most dramatic, awful moment rather than the great years we've had as like little buddies. I remember when I was young, we had a cat that I really was fond of. He's really old, actually, and he we had horses at the time, and he actually he was just sort of walking around by a horse, and the horse kicked him. Suddenly kicked him and really? he just died. Yeah. No. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I don't know. These these animals, man. They you, they form part of your group, like your little society group. You know, they're in your yeah. bubble, aren't they? You know, you you, you yeah. think of them, and they think a lot of you. And then like something happens to them, and it's like it's quite traumatic, really. But um, yeah, Lorna's keen to get more cats, but I don't know. Well, I think it sucks that animals have to not live as long as us. That's really. Like, wouldn't it yeah. be great if you could have a pet for life? I noticed the queen stopped getting corgis because she was worried that she'll pass away before the corgis, you know, she doesn't think she's yeah. got another dog cycle in her sort of thing. A dog cycle, that's it. We should just measure ourselves by dog cycles, I think. Yeah. How many dog cycles have you got left, Keir? Depending on the breed of dog, you sort of, your Doberman's about 10 years, but then yeah. you're... Um, you know, your Cocker Spaniels uh, about 10 years, but then your other, you've got, you know, your small sort of Chihuahuas or Jack Russells are more like 15 to yeah. 17 years. So Yeah, yeah. A good cycle. I mean, I'm, I I would hope to have at least three Jack Russells in me at this point. Yeah. Three <laughs> yeah, Jack yeah, Russell yeah, cycles. Yeah. I've, got, I've got to be good for that. I, I'm hoping. I'm yeah. hoping. Three well, Jack maybe Russells not, actually. That's quite Sounds a like lot. a Christmas song. Yeah. <laughs> I think maybe two Jack Russells and a Dover, but I, I'm, yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> you know that, like, three three score year and ten or whatever it is? Like, yeah. Yeah, three, two Jack Russells and a Doberman. Yeah. No, we're, well, cats are a bit easy to look after, aren't they? They're like, I don't know, you know. I don't know about that. If you have to go away on holiday and everything. Um, They're a bit volatile, though, cats. Like, the, our cat, Bob. Um, he was really he loved love like he would love to jump on your lap and have a cuddle or whatever but he would get a bit slashy at times so he didn't really like the, the new dog when he first joined uh, but then they became quite good mates I always think of cats as kind of like posh and sort of cold and distant and dogs as kind of working class and like battlers <laughs> yeah working class yeah you know what I mean like they're there for you and they're like 
Yeah. I'm here, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. Yeah. What should we do? Yeah. 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 <laughs> There's camaraderie with, with dogs, but with cats, it's a bit kind of... They're, they're quite, yeah, they're a bit more self-centered. Self-centered and sort of like secretive and, you know, like yeah. eyes wide shut sex going on in alleyways and, you know... <laughs> Dogs, it's like, you know, strictly doggy style. And that's like the canine version of a missionary. <laughs> I'm not a cat person at all. And I'm much more dog. But um, we, we rescued this cat and because um, it needed rescuing, basically. And, um, but he was, he was uh, quite affectionate. And uh, he would actually run up to me on, on call and jump on my lap and stuff. So, you know, it was a bit more like, I didn't know cats did that. Because I sort of tre- treated him like a dog, I suppose. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Confused Goat. So, Neil, what's happening over in the UK? What's great is that the Piers Morgan show over here is really not doing well. Like, it's tanking. It it, it registered a zero audience at one point, which is fantastic news. (laughs) And uh, Murdoch is getting involved, apparently, and they've just launched a new um, sort of... um, advertising campaign but the promo was so lame it's just like interviewing you know what's her name Anne Anne robinson off uh, the weakest link shit like that it was just he got no <laughs> oh, guests no. they're awful guests like he, he's paid apparently good money for guests but they're really awful and he, he's got no one to sort of agitate against do you know what i mean because it's his yeah. show it's not like when he was on gmtv or whatever it was called um good morning britain GMB, I don't know, the ITV one, you know, because he actually had sort of straight um, mainstream people on and, and like political yeah. people would go on his show. But now no one wants to go on his show. So because no one's watching the show, why would you go on it? So, yeah, so it's good that it's just dying a death, really. It's funny that like we had, we had a similar guy. There was a guy, Paul Holmes over here. He's passed away now, but he was the big guy even more so than Pierce Morgan over there because we're, we're such a smaller market. He was the guy. And then he got over a period of about a year he got canned when this new head of tv came in yeah he went right well fuck it then i'm gonna go to prime and like do my own show and then it was like he did but then it was like suddenly his audience share went from like 40 something percent to like six percent he managed to get Cher, i remember to come back because she'd been on his show and had been quite successful and it was like you could tell she was like oh you're still the big guy aren't you like and it was like oh, why are we going to this no. little, little studio you know out in the <laughs> middle of nowhere and it was like yeah, yeah, <laughs> right, quite funny. Yeah, like, I, I'm interested in like the, the the part of careers that are the flip side, like when they're going downhill. I, I do find that interesting. You know, like Fat Elvis yeah. in Vegas. That's more interesting in a way than like Amazing Elvis when he was just coming through. You know, the, the, the yeah, yeah. Of, the darker side is interesting, isn't it? As a story, you've had it all. Toru fa. what's been happening uh, over in NZ I see uh, Jacinda was uh, over with Boris for a bit yeah a did that make the news it was it was a, in a package where they were talking about some idiocy that Johnson had come out with and just used the shot of him shaking hands with outside number 10 yeah he nearly took her arm off I don't know if you saw it was such a vigorous handshake but um, she was over negotiating a free she's already got the FTA the free trade agreement with the UK which was oh, yeah. quite good and she was negotiating it with the EU you just wonder, like, I don't know, with all these, like, these big trade deals that seem to take years and decades to p- 
people off. And then they said, like, yeah, it's going to be good for the random thing. No more tariffs on tampons. God, yeah, that's all that's saying, totally. That's Boris's thing, which was bullshit anyway. God, it's bullshit. Honestly, don't get me started on Boris Johnson. We navigate the listeners through the news. Through the news. We are the news. They are the news. We are the news. So, Neil, let's talk about Boris Johnson. Another one of his MPs called Chris Pincher. Pincher by name, Pincher by nature. So he got drunk uh, and um, made some kind of... um, unwanted advances to two gentlemen uh, at a private members club he's apologized and he's he's been suspended from the party but now 40 people apparently have made allegations against this guy uh wow bring back bring back porno pete i say i know get rid of porno in the house rather than yeah. drunken lunges much better quality of mp absolutely mired in sleaze the, the, the tories they cannot buy a Break. They cannot get a, a clean week out of Paris. Must minute. be just just an absolute <laughs> disaster. For fuck's sake, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like he totally. It's not that he disapproves of the behaviour, but he's just like, come on, don't get caught yeah. for God's sake. Knew about some of the allegations allegations before he appointed him as a deputy whip. Don't talk about whips. <laughs> it's the last thing he needs. Rishi Sunak and uh, Sajid Javid have both resigned. Basically, putting the um, boot in on him, saying that uh, you know he can't be trusted. Essentially, uh, and and Rishi was like, "We need a serious government." You know, like basically, you're a joker. You are a joker. So he's on the ropes, big time now. Yep, and Michael Gove was fired. Michael Gove, the snake, as he was referred to by one of Johnson's allies. But Moggy, uh, Jacob Rees Mogg, he's still offering his support. I don't think one can act upon a rumour. He's so posh, he like, makes Boris Johnson look common. He's quite entertaining, isn't he, Mog? Moggy? Like, as a, as a uh, someone who's been interviewed, he is quite entertaining because he's so posh. He's so establishment. Andrew Maher asked him, like, had you heard the pincher by name, pincher by nature rumour? And he was like, well, no, but then perhaps I'm not the best source of rumours. Uh, but despite Moggy's dogged and antiquated support, um, it looks like it could be the end of the road for Bojo. It's, it's, it's basically when he goes and not if. Uh, but he could, you know, the thing is, he's, a, he's, a, he's, a, he's like a rhino. Albino rhino. He's got all these darts in him and he's, he's stumbling ahead to the next watering hole. And, you know, he will, he will not go down. But um, we shall never surrender. But they'll eventually take him down. You know, the, the Tory uh, the hunters, they will. They will get him. There's, a, there's an election um, for the 1922 committee next week, apparently. Or, um, yeah, I think it's early next week. So they could just change the rules. Basically, he's protected for a year because he won the, he won the um, vote of no confidence. So that means he's protected for a year. No more votes. He just needs a few more Chichilian circumlocutions and maybe he can hold on. But then, on the other hand, the 1922 committee can just change that 12-month rule, can't they, if they've got the numbers? Well, that's it. And, like, he just is, seems to be now a complete liability in terms of, you know, a vote as a vote winner. Um, and that's, what he, that's all he was ever, really, because he's, he's never been a good leader. He doesn't know what he's doing. It's an absolute shambles, his uh, administration, in terms of making policy. They haven't got an effing clue. 
So, uh, yeah, it does. It does feel like it's the end of days for a little bit. Yeah. The pandemic's coming back here. I don't know about with you, but it's surging again. Yeah, coming back here as well. Yeah. Yeah. What a shitty, shitty thing that is. Like, you just as you think, ah, oh, no, it's just fatigue of it. It's just so tedious, isn't it? But oh, for God's sake! But at the same time, you're like, yeah, man, these guys are just telling you to telling how it is it's like it's back it's coming back and um we can't get complacent and um masks are still the best uh, you know most effective way of limiting the spread yeah um, are many masked over there or they basically yeah just... yeah still pretty good with the masks is it yeah um, here you'd never see one very rare here yeah wow it's only yeah. most it's well it, it, people who like have got a very low immunity might wear one or the japanese but other than that no, the just like, no, on we go. The geishas. Yeah. yeah. We've just forgotten about it, basically. We just want to get on with, you know, we just want to get on with it now. This is some more fucking interesting shit, considering what we're talking about, really. So I've been um, studying Napoleon. I didn't realise oh, like, yeah. what a, a warmongering uh, conqueror of Europe he had been and how successful he had been and how he was the emperor and how that all came about. And anyway, got really interested in Napoleon. But in my interest of Napoleon, I, I was Wikipediaing him, as you do, and I found a little interesting tidbit. Um, his during the autopsy after his death, his penis was amputated, and his family still hold his penis. <laughs> what regularly hold it? Like pass it round at parties? Regularly hold it as a private item. That's weird. It's been described as um, similar to a piece of leather. Or a shriveled eel. Oh, please. So there you go. I'm just pleased it didn't become a, a thing. Is that Or is that a French tradition? Is that a French tradition? <laughs> You're like, whip, whip escargot? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Dearie me. Well, following on from uh, dictators' dicks, we can uh, move on to the insect. Sex, insects section. And this week, Strepsipterans are creatures, uh, I'm not sure what sort of insects they are, but they live in the butts of wasps. Um, and the males have just a few hours to find a female. Um, and since she's kind of embedded in the ass end of a wasp, they just the males just kind of um, just inject their sperm pretty much anywhere. And um, once the female does become impregnated... Um, the living female is consumed from the inside out by her developing young. Oh my god! And that is the um, the reproductive process of the first of all. What's going cesarean. on in the butt of a wasp? That there's another animal there, or do you call an insect animal? Another insect I, there. I mean, life's pretty bad, right? When you're in the butt of a wasp, but it does get worse. You do you actually get eaten by that? your own young. <laughs> like a wasp is bad enough, and then they're like. Can can we get another creature in the butt of a wasp just so that then, then when that has its offspring, it eats the mother from the inside? Can we do that? Can anyone sort that out for us? God. God has said that. If you didn't stick a camera up the butt of a wasp, how would you ever know? This week has been a week. Now we call me to bleat. This week has been a bleaty week. This is the weekly bleat. So it wouldn't really be a week without a bleat. And this week's bleat involves... Car cleaning. I went to a public car wash. You pay money and you can clean your car. And um, I decided as well as washing the exterior, I was also going to give it a good clean on the inside. I decided to vacuum it and you put the money in the machine, 
use the vacuum cleaner and you got a it's got quite a long tube and you're reaching over vacuum the car and I suddenly realized that the tube had been on the ground and the ground was really wet and dirty and the tube was really dirty and as I was vacuuming the carpet on the floor I was getting the seats all completely covered and smudged and dirt so after vacuuming the car I ended up having to go and buy shampoo and shampoo the seats of the car from the mess caused by the vacuum cleaner so I actually the vacuum cleaner made the car more messy oh dear and a midweek You've got to find car shampoo when you didn't expect to. Honestly. It was the lowest point of the week for me. That is a shame. Do you know what? It's lovely here. It's lovely here in mid-Wales. It's midsummer, summer Lovely. Yeah. There's no mud. There's no yeah. mud here. It's absolutely gorgeous, the weather. We're going to have a good week as well. The sun, vacuum cleaners are clean in Wales. <laughs> they are. There's no dirty nozzles here, my friend. Do you know what? I need to clean my car out. It's, 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 it's turned into one of those rural people's cars that's just essentially never clean uh, in or out it's just filthy I, I haven't i've cleaned it once i've lived here two and a half years inside uh, it just and the dog goes in there like i don't drive yeah. it a lot but it's it needs a good clean out i just never get around to it it's low on the list but whenever it gets in i'm really embarrassed do you know what i mean i'm so embarrassed when anyone has a lift now Oh, sorry about that. Oh, yeah, I just need to clean it out. Sorry, it's, a, it's just move that. I'm not like Chris Packety or, you know, there's no kind of debris of human life. It's just, just you know, kind of mud and a few dog hairs, but it does need a good good clean. <laughs> You're over-explaining. Okay, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> so I apologise for anyone who has a lift with me at any point in the next year because it won't be clean. It's, it's definitely not on the list. <laughs> So do you wash your car regularly in the in the in the? Sorry, just no, to... only because to be honest, I actually did a bit of um, manual work. I was uh, helping my brother do something, and it was um, mo- there was a lot of dirt. There was a wheelbarrow in the back, and it got quite a bit right. of dirt in it. And yeah. yeah, so I just and I got a bit on the um, on this oh the worst thing too on the upholstery on the ceiling as well of the car. Oh. So I just yeah yeah no one wants that. So I had a bit of a bit dirt of a clean car out. ceiling. No. Yeah, yeah, not good. And did you shampoo um, that. Yeah, shampooed that. Um, it's it's very hard to shampoo a car without um, getting sort of slightly bleaching the or washing out the colour of the area that you shampoo. Yeah. If you don't know what the fuck you're doing, That's but like, to, I was looking at the cost of like um, getting it um, valeted. I was going to get mm. it professionally valeted, and I was like, it was like two hundred bucks, and I was like, a bit steep. I think I'll do that yeah. myself. And then I was I was looking into a bit further. It was like extras you can get extras as well on top of the 200 it's like far out what can you and i was looking it was like mats and rugs that's an extra 200 i was like what are they not included in the initial like mats and rugs are the main fucking part of it what do you mean <laughs> extra are. they don't even take like, them out and shake them they just they just <laughs> clean round the mats and rugs round the, we'll leave that we'll leave the elephant in the room but we'll clean like the, the everything else that's bizarre yeah I don't think they get Weird. much. They get much, much take up on that service. That's a weak service. Well, um, apparently one of the things they do that's really good is they have this like play-doh type stuff that they actually cover the whole seat with, and they pull it up, and it just it sort of pulls up all the oh, grime yeah. and d- without creating any. Yeah, um, I think I've seen that on that like, Instagram adverts that all keep coming up. It's like this sort of gooey stuff that's like a dry. Well, it's like like it just looks like play-doh, yeah, but it takes up all the crap. Yeah. 
Well, that's good. Well, at least you've got a clean car this week. That's great news. My other bleat of the week is Bernie Eccleston. I'm sorry, but have you, did you see what he said about Putin? Yeah. What a total dick. What did he say he would not die for him? What was the word he, he would... He would take uh, a bullet for Putin. Take a bullet he, for him, He does him, what yeah. he believes in. Well, Hitler did what he believed in. It doesn't make him a good person. It doesn't make him a right no. person. It was idiotic. I think that Formula One should be boycotted, frankly, because Bernie Eccleston's right at the totem of that, isn't he? He's a little, oh my God, what a dreadful thing to say. The man would take a bullet for Putin. Would he take a missile to his own home? Would he, would he do that? Because that's what Putin's doing, isn't he? He's just bombing innocent people. Would he take a strip stiltness up the bum? Yeah, a wasp insect. I don't know. Because, because wasps do what they believe in. Let's have a bit of banter about a portmanteau. Portmanteau? Um, have you got any portmanteaus now? What do you got this week? No, mate, nothing. I've got nothing. I'm out. I'm all out. I've used every one that has ever been. I've got one. Um, it's not really a portmanteau, but I was thinking, yeah, I quite like chess. I do enjoy playing um, and getting beaten regularly. Um, but the idea of chess is essentially to, to trap the, the opponent's king. Um, so rather than saying checkmate, it should be... King Pin. Oh, yeah. Pin the pin king, the king, king yeah, Pin. Yeah. yeah. Checkmate. Say King Pin. I did, it occurred to me that um, if you're playing in Australia and you said checkmate, then they wouldn't know whether you're saying check, just normal check, or, or actually declaring <laughs> that you've got checkmate because you'd have to say checkmate, mate. Check, is that checkmate or checkmate, mate? Ah, yeah. mate. Oh, mate, yeah. I don't know. It would be, oh, be mate. Terrified. Yeah, it's checkmate, yeah. Yeah, double mate. But you've got a double because mate because the first mate them. is just the mate. That's just, you've got a double mate just to check mate, the mate. Yeah. Yeah. It's quite important. But yeah, um, I think <laughs> I, I think that the Australians are great people, but they do overuse mate possibly a tad. They're very, um, they're very upbeat people, aren't they? They are upbeat people. I like, I like, like, you'd have a lot of Australians that you'd meet in um, London when you worked in London. Because basically it seems like the dumb thing to just come to London for at least two years if you're Australian. Um, so you'd regularly yeah. be working with Australians. So they're very, very positive people, I think. Yeah. And um, r- yeah. rather a bit like the, the Americans, but, but f- sort of with a bit more, a little bit more depth, I'd say. But I feel like if you're really, really cheerful, you're either hiding something a little bit, like you're, cov- you're covering up for your disappointments. But with the with the Australians, you don't feel like they're covering up for anything. They are just genuinely quite upbeat. They're not actually all serial killers. No. I think they are just genuinely happy. happy, well, quite well-adjusted yeah. people. But like there is a certain kind of... Like when you walk down Clapham Common in the summer, you can just hear the kind of kind of <laughs> yeah, confident yeah. Aussie buzz. But also, is that because like in London, you you know you meet Australians, and they're all basically on holiday. They're not in Australia; they're in London, so <laughs> they're all they're all like abroad, but amongst their own people, pretty much because they all hang out together. Yeah, um, and they're loving, and they go to their own Australian bars. And it's like it's like we would go like the Brits, that like a certain type of Brit would go to um, the Scotland Yard pub in Spain. Do you know what I mean? Like they're not—they're not really abroad. They're <laughs> no. in like really hot um, part of East London, essentially. They've just traded home for home with heat, whereas the, the Australians have just traded like home with heat for miserable 
with a possibly a job and more cake because they all gain inordinate amounts of weight. When they land in Heathrow, they call it the Heathrow injection because they all get, basically gain like half a stone <laughs> yeah, through true, the food they do and too. lack of energy and, and like because it's so miserable. Yeah, lack of they don't do any any sport anymore. The cold winters. Yeah. yeah. Well, they tend to be very outdoorsy and maybe they 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 have a bit of a pub kind of indoor life a bit more over yeah. in England and yeah. Um, but like they they'd probably do the least of any group of people to like integrate with yeah. like Aussies just hang out with Aussies yeah, totally, don't they? totally unless forced <laughs> to uh, integrate through a job they just stick with themselves don't yeah they? and there's like always yeah. like 10,000 of them in one house like sharing I sharing know. beds and sharing like on rotation and yeah it's ridiculous and like if you get an Aussie if you become friendly with an Aussie and they say oh, we'll probably I've got a friend of mine who's visiting. They, they will visit. Like they're not joking. They'll, they'll, they'll hunt you down. No, they're not just being polite. No. I think like they capture that really well on Peppa Pig. Actually, with the uh... <laughs> I was not expecting that reference. Birds aren't real. Have you seen that? It's kind of a. Um, I guess it's a conspiracy within a conspiracy. It was set up by a as a as a kind of satire yeah. against all the QAnon people. Okay. And and the idea is that birds aren't actually real; that they're, they're like drones set up by the CIA, built by the CIA to spy on everyone, and 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 all birds are actually little robots. Oh wow! Um, but the the kind of weird thing is that people actually do believe this yeah. and think it's real oh that birds God. aren't real. It's sort of a sort of thing Charlie Brooker yeah. would come out with, and it's taken off now, is it? Yeah, oh, it's the kind of inverse of like all the good stuff that the internet should do: progress the knowledge of humanity by allowing us to come together and share ideas um the, the the flip side of that is that it also allows all the the scum at the bottom of the um washing machines to connect with yes, each other that's true the idiots can meet every day and discuss their idiocy oh yeah a few more collective nouns for animals that are that are interesting um a rumba of rattlesnakes no that can't be real that is real, apparently. Where is the, count- According where is to- the Council of Collective Nouns set up? Yeah. <laughs> and what is what is the collective noun for the Council of Collective Nouners? <laughs> I wonder. Um, but it, it oh. seems to corroborate a lot of the ones like a cackle of hyenas, and but it adds some other ones like a shrewdness of apes and a raft of otters. But um, why is it also only applied to animals? Like, why isn't it a rhubarb of trousers? No, a scandal why? of politicians, apparently. Okay, but they are animals as such. Why isn't it like things? Like why isn't it, you know, um, a punch bag of you know cars? Like why is it only uh, for animals? An ambush of tigers, a charm of hummingbirds. Oh, that's nice. A business of ferrets. A business. A prickle of porcupines. This this can't be real, can it? I don't know. I think you. Were you investigating this after the um, Napoleon penis and just got a bit onto a weird site of like... <laughs> flag, 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 of the week. Antigua. Antigua and Barbuda. Oh, this is a really jaunty flag. Isn't it? So do you want to describe the flag? It's difficult you think to you describe. Can? Yeah. So it's got a, like a red triangle on each side, but on its sort of pointy end up in between the pointy triangles red there's a, a sort of white y front shape triangle pointy <laughs> down 
and then that's topped <laughs> up with a blue strip and then there's a lovely sort of shiny yellow pointy sun with a black sky yeah and it's pretty amazing design notes on that key what do you think my first impression is i kind of quite like it my second impression is it's just a bit leery <laughs> leery <laughs> but i overall i mean the black and the yellow and then the blue and the white and then the red to the side of it the colors i quite like um yeah i don't know what it is it's it's somehow like i think th there's just maybe a bit too much going on. You've got like, it looks like you've got the sun over a sea and then you've got more, we've got white under that, but then you've got the sun on a black background and then you've got two red triangles beside it. I don't know, it's just a bit too much going on. I think it's fantastic. The only, my only tweet would be like, why is it a black sky? That's a bit weird. Black sky, yeah. I think the color looks great, but why is it a black sky? Um, have you got any information like on it? Though. Does I'd... it explain what the... Not on the flag. What is the no, not, I don't have any because I've done no research, so I wouldn't have any information on it because <laughs> I don't have intimate knowledge of the flag myself that I can just draw from from memory. That's not going to happen. No, so nothing on that. No. Um, well, it was um, it was adopted in 1967 to mark the achievement of self-government. Um, okay. And a competition of the flag was right, held, right. in which more than 600 local people entered. So this is a Good flag. Lord. This is the result of a competition. Oh, good work. The winning designist was put forward nationally by nationally well-known artist and sculptor Sir Reginald Samuel. Nice one, Reggie. Good work. Well, I'm going to give it 9.8. I mean, I'm only going to go up in decimal 0.5s. I'm not going to delineate any less than that. So I'll go... Um, what does delineate mean? I don't know what that means. I mean, I'm not going to go like 7.6. I'm going to go 7.5 oh, okay. or 8 or 7. So I'll go. So I'll give it a seven point five as well, which oh, is what I, I'm going nine point eight. I'm going to delineate into the eights on this okay. nine point eight. <laughs> you delineate away, my friend. Point. It just loses point two because of the black sky. It's a very specific. Original... It's a very specific score. You've got like it's <laughs> like it is I've, because it's an, an outrageously jaunty flag, and I think Sir Reginald did a great job. But um, the black sky is a bit weird, so point two. It loses point two for that. It's a, nice. I'd I like, like to it. go well, to Antigua yeah. and Barbuda at some point in my life. Oh my god, wouldn't you? Fantastic to go yeah, there. I would too. Although with extreme weather, you'd have to pick your moment, wouldn't you? You wouldn't want to go in the wet season. You'd probably go in the um, in the British kind of uh, coming into winter or coming out just coming out of winter, yeah. like when it's not yeah. too, you know, literally hot. No, that's right. <laughs> well, my friend, I think um, there we go. There we go. Good stuff. Until next time, yeah. my friend. Till next time. Goodbye. Kakitiano. We shall pinch them in the hallways and in the dorms and in the changing rooms. We shall never surrender.